Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host today, and thanks for joining our Relief from Darkness podcast, where we're having conversations with people who've walked out of various hard places in their lives and straight into freedom with Christ. So today we'll be hearing from Pastor Terry and his struggles with rejection. Terry is the senior pastor at Lifeway Church in Kingfisher, Oklahoma. Him and his wife started Lifeway Church back in 2011 when Terry was called out of working in the public school system. He has a heart for seeing people saved and set free in Christ and into who they were created to be. Hi friends, I'm Molly. We're here today with our Relief from Darkness crew where we're continuing our conversations exploring how we can truly be set free with Christ from the stuck places in our lives. And we are talking anything ranging from anxiety to depression to suicidal ideations to eating disorders to pornography addiction and really everything in between because we really believe that we can be healed from these stuck places. And if we're healed from these stuck places and as we change our thought processes, we start to change our brains. And if we change our brains, then you change your life. So with that being said, today we're going to be here with uh, Pastor Terry, and he's going to be sharing his thoughts on rejection and some of kind of his personal story with that. And then we have our very own brain geek, Dr. Lori Bracey. Hi, guys. And she will be here to give us kind of the CPR brain dump portion. So with that, Pastor Terry, can you kind of tell us, like, where can you find a story of rejection biblically? Sure. Um, It's in uh, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16, and uh, it's a story. We all know of David and Goliath, and we know David was a man after God's own heart. We we know the story well. We're taught in children's ministry from a young age. Um, But David had a lot of undealt with rejection wounds that affected his leadership and decision making um, later on in life that, you know, didn't have to take place. Yeah. Um, but the story, you know, the, so the, I'll, I'll kind of lay out a couple scriptures here and kind of paint a picture before I share what God has uh, healed in me. But in 1 Samuel 16, um, this is a story where God tells uh, Sam, you're going to go to Jesse's house and the next king is there. So it says, Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. So we're, we're, the tone is set right from the start. Is you know, Picture David over on a hill, and, he, and he's taking care of the sheep, and he sees all his brothers lining up because it said that there he is. So Samuel looked, and that yeah. means he could see David, and that means David could see all his brothers, and once again, David's not being picked. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. So he, from, a, from a very young age, David is dealing with rejection. And then if you go on in the story of uh, 1 Samuel, you'll see that um, you know, father asked David, to take uh, some snacks to his brothers, right? So he takes us some food to his brothers here in the war, and David realizes that there's Goliath over here taunting God's army, and, and David began to ask some questions, and David's own brothers begin to harass him. And they say, we know your heart, we know your deceit, get out of here, you know, mm-hmm. you want to share the glory. And David's like, what have I done to you? You know, uh, so he's got rejection from close family members right there, and then he, David uh, feels called to, um, to fight Goliath, so he goes to Saul and says, hey, let me... Let me fight him. And Saul says, you're just a boy. You can't do this. Mm. You know, and um, so there's um, more rejection. And then fast forward after he kills Goliath, he's, he's, he's basically a worship leader in Saul's palace. He's leading worship for Saul and Saul, Saul, a spirit, you know, comes over Saul and Saul tries to kill David. So David has to run for his life. And um, so we see huh. David for years hiding in caves for doing the Lord's work. 
So there's a lot of rejection from close family members, friends uh, that David had that we realized later on um, spilled over in some of his decision making, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and I wonder if, if would have David made um, some decisions as a, as the king, um, one being, um, you know, having an affair with Bathsheba. Um, to fill a void of, of a wound that was never dealt with from a father wound to rejection wounds. Um, yeah. But the, the biggest thing that stood out to me is, you know, I know David is a warrior, but I look him as in the Bible, he was one of the worst fathers in the Bible. You know, you look through, you know, his uh, one of his boys uh, rapes one of his daughters. Yeah. And then the, the daughter, uh, her, her brother, uh, go, turns around and kills the, uh, the son, David's, you know, his brother. So you got this drama going back and the Bible says David never addressed it. So he never had a conversation with either one for the murder, one for the rape. He never dealt with it. Right. Um, and I think because David didn't know how to deal with it. He had family wounds that were never healed, and it caused him not to deal with stuff. And eventually got, David got ran out of the kingdom by his own kids. But it goes back to rejection and wounds and stuff that David never allowed the Lord to heal. Wow. Wow. And so then um, in like the definition that if you look it up, it says that rejection is um, means to be not be given approval or acceptance. Mm-hmm. And so if it, David's obviously experiencing this over and over again in his life, and then it's spilling out in those ways. So can you kind of relate to this story? And can you kind of just tell us how you dealt with rejection in your own life? Sure. Um, I, I didn't know I was dealing, like a lot of people, you don't know it's rejection. Um, and I didn't know that. Now here I'm a pastor and probably about, um, I've been a pastor now for 10 years, but it was probably two or three years into the ministry, um, that it was, uh, I was at a worship night and, uh, I remember the pastor pushed pause and said, um, you know, Hey, I want you to ask the Lord, is there anything he wants to talk to you about right now? So I did, I pushed pause and I, I said, Lord, is there anything you want to show me? And he gave me a vision, um, of something that took place in my life that I didn't know happened. Um, and that was a picture my parents divorced when I was four. And, uh, mm-hmm. and once a month, my dad would come from LA and he, he, and we lived about three hours away in the country and he, in California, but out in the country and he would drive and pick us up. And my brother and I would go spend the weekend with dad and we loved dad. And, and then he would take us back home and drop us off. And, um, I saw this vision of me as a four year old, my dad dropping me off in the car and me, um, chasing after my dad down to, down the dirt road. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, and I remember one time, and in this vision, I saw my, I could see my dad's eyes in the rearview mirror. And, um, and in that moment, um, the enemy, because I realized it was the enemy, because um, we have an enemy that wants to kill us. And he wanted to hurt me as a little kid because he doesn't fight fair. And even though it's a four year old, I was, you know, he, he took advantage of this hurt right. pocket. And, uh, and when I saw my dad's eyes, the enemy whispered, um, rejection, you're not good enough, or he would not be leaving. Um, and that, in that moment, when the Lord showed me, here I am about 43 years old, and he, he, you know, I lived with this lie for a long time, and I didn't know I had this wound that needed healed. Yeah. Um, and God took me back in that moment um, of, of what took place to cause me to behave the way I behaved. Mm-hmm. Wow. So how did that affect your relationships or things in adulthood? Well, what I found myself was, I, you know, I didn't want to behaved the way I behaved, you know, right. I didn't know how to stop it. You know, um, I didn't want to, like, I, I play, like, <laughs> I've always been very competitive yeah. and, uh, and, and athletic and, uh, and I, and I played football in high school and I got a football scholarship and that, that's all good. And being, doing our best, you know, to compete is good. 
but I had an unhealthy balance of it, meaning um, I would often get very upset if I didn't win. Okay. And I tried to control my attitude and my anger and not, I didn't want to overreact and kick the door or punch something. I didn't know why I um, um, wanted to win so bad. Yeah. You know, um, what, and God began to show me that, uh, um, that the reason why I, you know, I had to beat everybody and, and I would try literally try to, I don't care if we're playing checkers, kickball in, on the playground, I was going wow. to dominate you and, and destroy you because I was going to be the best. And, um, yeah, because looking back at, the, at a young age, my dad was going to realize what he missed that I was good enough. That I was good enough that, that he messed up and that and I was going to earn my dad's approval by being the best at anything, which is a lie. And even as a little kid, I didn't understand. And it's amazing. I asked my dad after after God showed me this and, and, and I went, some, went through some healing for this. I asked my dad later. My dad's like the most loving man um, uh, there is. He really is. He loves the Lord. He's super loving. Always been very involved in my life, even though my mom and him are divorced. He's always, yeah. we talk every week, even to this day. I talked to him yesterday. But I asked him later, I said, Dad, I said, um, I want to ask you something. He's all, yeah, what? And I said, hey, when I was little, the Lord showed me this vision. I shared that with him. And he goes, man, that's a total lie, son. I said, why? And he goes, he goes, because my parents never talked about the divorce. And he goes, I didn't want to divorce. I didn't want that. Your mom didn't want to work it out, you know, and I love my mom too. My parents, my mom's passed away, but, um, you know, they were young and, and at 30 years old, they didn't know better, you yeah. know, that to get the right help to work things out because I didn't want it. And he goes, actually, I cried every time I dropped you off and I drove away. But the lie was, is my dad didn't want me. And when I saw his eyes in the mirror, it was that I wasn't good enough or he wouldn't be leaving me mm-hmm. when he was the one that was crying and didn't want to drop me off and he's driving away. But the hurt whisperer, our enemy, he's a liar and he'll tweak and twist things in a moment when you're going through trauma or, or hurt an opportunity. He, he seizes the opportunity and he tries to draw. And I came in agreement with the lie. At four, yeah. I didn't know how to deal with that emotion. I came in agreement with that lie that I'm not, I wasn't good enough, but if I could only be the best at everything, then I would be good enough. And um, then my dad won't want to want to be around me. Yeah. Even though he was always around me, he came to every sporting event and everything, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter how many, because I won a lot of awards and I'm not trying to brag or anything um, uh, throughout football. Um, and But it never mattered how much I did. It was never enough. Yeah. I could win every award there was available in California, and I, and I but it would never be enough to fill that void because it was a spiritual void. Right. It was a, it was a spiritual injury yeah. that only God could heal. So, Dr. Lori. Can you give us the brain dump of rejection? Well, I think it's just a really beautiful process. And I love what Pastor Terry did and uh, kind of our paraphrase of the thing that he experienced with Jesus was, is there anything that's hindering the fullness of your love in my life? And way back at four, he didn't have the cognitive capacity probably to even put what happened into words, but there was this emotion or this thing that needed to be dealt with because of his connection and his perception, which in in hurt and pain, it doesn't matter if it's act, actually accurate or not, but it's things that we take on that you can't really reason through that as we go through life, things that we've subconsciously partnered with, 
we have to realize those things and connect with Jesus because he really placed inside of us this need for love and acceptance and connection. And we need love and acceptance, not only from him, but then also with others. And until we get it from him and until he heals the things from the past, it's, it's beautiful what Pastor Terry talked about is that it wouldn't have mattered how much it was a bottomless yeah. pit. And then when Jesus reveals to us that we have we've partnered with something that's not of him, that really is demonic or a twist of the truth, that we can't just stuff that thing because it comes out in our behavior. And we have to then ask him to take us back to that time where we first felt that and allowed him to heal it. Yeah. And so through connections, we will be hurt. But then through our connection with him, then he can heal us through those processes so that we then don't alter our brain function and our cognitive capacities in relationships with others and then isolate ourselves or have to overperform or do those things in our routine. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, um, Pastor Terry, will you just explain a little bit more about how God encountered you and healed this rejection? Well, once he once he brought to attention, you know, the lie that I had believed, um, you know, I had a, the pastor uh, at the place. He walked us through some some inner healing, which uh, um, was actually uh, very simple. Uh, you know, I just uh, once 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 I God brought to attention the, the lie. I asked uh, God to forgive me for coming in agreement mm-hmm. um, with that lie, um, and then I canceled the assignment of the enemy, um, his his lying voice in my life. And then I asked the God to heal my heart and heal my mind and um, that he's enough. And yeah. that, um, you know, he gave me a competitiveness that is uh, in the right balance is good. because I do, um, But I wanted to do all things for his glory, not to earn my father's love, which I already had. I just didn't believe it. Right. You know, so um, as I began to cancel that assignment over my life and ask God to, to begin to heal me, um, so I realized too, is that, you know, how do you know if someone's healed? Well, you, you know, you're healed when you don't respond like you're used to. Mm. You see, I'll tell you an example. When I was, um, look back, you know, when I was young and I realized, boy, that was a, uh, that was a response to a, a wound, a, a rejection wound. When I was, uh, I was pitching on, in baseball and, um, I, and I was way too old to be acting this way. But, um, I remember one time I was pitching and, uh, and the coach came out and, um, and uh, and pulled me from the game and put me in center field, put me in another position, which is a good spot. But I went out in the center field and I sat down and um, on the ground, and uh, and I was old. And I remember, um, I remember like everybody was waiting for me to stand, and I refused to stand. Wow! Because if you're going to pull me, and I determined that as rejection, because I was the remember I was a I was a really good pitcher, and I never been pulled before. Yeah. Um. And here the all star pitcher got pulled, and um. And if you're going to pull me, I don't care where else you put me. I'm not playing. So I went in center field and sat down. And, uh, but that was just a res- an unhealthy response, you know, from uh, someone that's, you know, it wasn't five. I was probably like 12 or 13 years old, which is way old enough to know how to behave. But anytime you overreact, um, you have to stop and go, why do I act this way? Yeah. God, is there anything that you want to touch that needs healed? Because this is not normal behavior yeah. for a 12 year old or 13 year old. So, and that's what there's this, um, like I know in, our community specifically, you know, boundaries, we do like a desire wheel kind of check. Mm -hmm. So like if you're having a behavior that isn't, that's just unacceptable, like it's not just about the behavior modification, right? It's not just like the get up and pitch, Mm -hmm. but that 
God wants to heal the root or heal the heart posture or the heart thing in it. So I just know, like, especially with rejection, um, like one of the things that we would do here is we would say like, okay, so if rejection by definition is not being accepted or not in belonging, then if it has to start with God first, if he has to heal that first, right, or else you're just going to be that bottomless pit of needing people to Mm -hmm. fill it. So we would just like take a step back after we see that we're behaving out of that. And we'd say, okay, so Jesus, how am I accepted by you? Or like, how do I belong to you? Or how, and then let him heal it. Right. Dr. Mm -hmm. Lloyd, does that make sense? Yeah. And I I think it's really good. Anytime uh, we react in a way that doesn't fit this situation, then we know actually, is that Jesus allowing those things to come up because he doesn't want us to walk with that through for the rest of our lives. That he didn't cause that or he didn't want that to start with. And as we partnered with that because we didn't know, then as we go along our lives, then like Pastor Terry said, sitting down in the middle of the game, well, that doesn't fit being taken out of pitching and put into center field. And so so I think that Jesus actually allows us that pressure to then press into him to find out then how we belong and how we're accepted by him so that we can heal through those things. Yeah. So it's when the behavior doesn't match. What is it? When the behavior doesn't match the situation. Yes. Okay. So then, Pastor Terry, is there any like go-to scriptures or things that you've done to like maintain or really walk it out? Sure. And I I want to share those with you. But there's one thing that's popping up in my head right now. I believe the Lord has kind of shown me is, you know, like my situation with my dad, that was a um, that was a lie. Um, But it was it was a big issue. But I also believe, and it's something I've had to deal with, and I think all of us deal with this at sometimes little rejection issues. Um, and they can become little lacerations over your heart. Um, it could be not getting the promotion that you thought you deserved. It could be um, maybe a relationship rejection, you know, with, uh, with someone. You, um, the little things over time, if they're not dealt with, you picture these bunch of little little wounds, lacerations over your heart. And if they're never, if you don't allow God to heal them, You've got a heart that with a bunch of lacerations mm-hmm. and you find yourself not being the real you because yeah. you, you respond differently to situations that um, you shouldn't respond that way as a, as, a, as a healed believer. But the scripture that comes to mind is uh, Isaiah 53, 5. It says, um, but he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. You know, the cross is not just salvation that, you know, Jesus could have bypassed all the, the brutality of the cross and just went right to the cross. But he went through the process of the, um, <laughs> the uh, brutality, getting whipped. So we could, uh, there's two parts of that, the, the salvation part and then the healing part, the yeah. healings for the now. So by his stripes that, you know, his skin was, was beat up and torn up so we could receive inner healing in the life we live right now. So when we think of that, um, you know, Jesus paid a big price so we could be set free and healed and whole. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Lori, um, is there anything that you'd like to add or do you have any like big takeaways? I think one of the big takeaways would be to think about how we act in our routine. And is there anything that we're doing that doesn't glorify God? And uh, I think about there's typical ways that we respond to hurt and rejection. And and sometimes we're actors or doers or blamers or stuffers or body people. And so uh, I'm going to act and I'm going to get all of this attention and I'm not going to be real or I'm going to do. And like Pastor Terry talked about, then I'm going to be the best and I'm going to win this championship or I'm going to do 
this and I'm going to perform it this way or I'm going to then just blame everybody. He could have just blamed this this whole situation on and then just totally withdrawn or he could have stuffed things and eventually had all kinds of chronic health problems and, and those type things. So I think it's really important if we notice that we're stomping through the house, if we're trying to overperform, if we're cussing, if we're slamming doors, if we're withdrawn, if nobody really knows us. I think these are all issues that more than likely have taken root inside of ourselves and can really take us out because we're really meant to have connection. And in the middle of all that, I love what he talked about. He is a he's a leader and he's designed to have great impact to glorify Jesus. And so that's actually a superpower. And so what the enemy did, it was was give him a total misperception about what happened with his dad so that he would take that on. And so his superpower then misdirected, not for God's glory, actually became his kryptonite. And mm-hmm. so as he's aware of that, as we don't fear Jesus then showing us because we've reacted inappropriately through acting or doing or blaming or stuffing or not having appropriate connections or having uh, just this sickness within us. Then as as Jesus shows us those things, then it just twisted just a little bit can totally destroy the path and the destiny that we have. And and sometimes we fear then what do I don't know? Or, or or we'll do everything to protect that thing when Jesus is actually bringing it up so that we could be healed. Right. And then there's this, uh, that saying, like, you can't heal what you cover. Mm-hmm. Or if you won't even acknowledge that maybe your behavior isn't okay. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just keep trying to cover that, like, instead of allowing Jesus in to receive, you just get further and further deeper into whatever the behavior is, which is just going on with the lacerations of the heart. You know what I mean? And that's a really good sentence. Say that again, Molly, because that's one of the sentences that we we integrate into our community. You can't yeah, heal. You can't heal what you cover or you can't crucify what you cover. That's good. And so it has to be brought to the light. So, Pastor Terry, if you could just give like one takeaway or any other thoughts that you have mm-hmm. for someone who's listening who might be struggling with, I guess not even just rejection at this mm-hmm. point, but any mm-hmm. kind of behavior, like what would you say? I would just say, you know, you, you can trust your dad. You know, you can trust your dad with stuff. And, um, you know, the scripture of Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The lamp of the Lord searches the spirit of a man. It searches out his inmost being. The Holy Spirit wants to search us yeah. if we'll give him permission. And he wants us to be healed. He doesn't want us carrying around luggage and baggage from wounds, um, whether self-inflicted or inflicted upon us by others um, or by the enemy. You know, he wants us healed so we can be set free to be who he's called us to be. You know, I don't want to be a shadow of who I'm supposed to be. I want to be fully who I am, the righteousness of Christ set free. You know, I, don't, I also learned I don't, I don't want to let anything steal the joy that the Lord has paid a big price for me to have. Yes. So oh, that's good. That's really good. Wow. Dr. Lori, if you could give any one thing for the listeners to take away, what would that be? Molly Buck, I would just mic drop it right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So what I'm hearing is, is if you're somewhere and you're just and you're listening right now and you're stuck in this place of like of maybe that that rejection story is resonating with you or maybe you recognize that maybe there's some behaviors that are coming out of you that that don't match the situations of why did I overreact or why was I that upset and I think this is a real invitation you guys to let Jesus in to just say here I am I'm not going to cover it but I'm going to stand naked before you Lord so that you can heal me 
because you did pay a big price and that I can say that the cross is enough. If I just continue to go about my ways, then what I'm saying is Jesus, that the blood wasn't enough, that I still have to be under that. And the truth is, is that you don't, that he came to free you. And so I think that's the invitation here today is if there's just something a little off, if you can just ask him, Jesus, will you just reveal reveal yourself? Or is there a lie that I've been believing that you want to break off and just see what he has to say? Because if we can do that, if we can let him heal us, then we can really, we can really be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And if we change our brains, we change our life and it'll impact everyone around you. I mean, it's, it's free people who free people. And so you then you can't give what you don't have. So if you can receive that, and then go be the light and the fullness of who you're created to be for the rest of the world who's desperate for free people to come show them, then it'll change everything. So thank you, Pastor Terry, for being here. Thank you, Dr. Lori. Um, This has been really fun. So until next time. See you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.